Welcome everybody to the Everything MCU podcast. My name is Sam Saunders and today I sit down with David Bunty Bunt and we just go over what we love about Iron Man. It's it's pretty much a tribute uh, or a speculation. We just pretty much talk about the journey that we've really enjoyed watching Iron Man go through his character development, the the battles that he's gone through as a character, as well as how the directors have have portrayed him, the screenwriters, you know, the music, some of the sagas that have gone off screen. And we just pretty much go over the journey of Iron Man throughout the MCU. I really enjoyed sitting down with, with Dave and doing it, and I hope you enjoy the content. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Iron Man. That's kind of catchy. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. The suit's a gold titanium alloy, but it's kind of provocative. The imagery, anyway. Welcome, everybody. How are we going today, Dave? Doing well. Doing well. Excellent. I'm just joined with Dave today. Uh, Matt's uh, pulled a sickie. Um, Soft. Yeah, yeah. That's it, softitis, softitis, he's all good, he's all good, he'll, he'll recover, he'll be fine, but yeah, all good, all good, so today I just thought we'd uh, go and enjoy some uh, some reminiscing, reminiscing of the the one and only, the father of the MCU, really, you could, he started it, he's finished it up to this point. The father, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going it, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, you got the Holy Trinity, I was thinking about this, the Holy Trinity, Iron Man's the father. Uh-huh. The old man Tony. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The father. Uh, I'm, I'm going. Oh, Thor's, <laughs> Thor's the son because he's just well, he's Odin's son. He's the son. Maturity and level, all right? As the well. Holy yeah. Spirit. Who's got the spirit? You know, it's Captain America. So yeah, that's that's the Holy Trinity for me. The father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Fair call. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going with. But yeah, so we'll just uh, pretty much go over a bit of a tribute today and and just. Yeah, what we've really enjoyed, what they brought to the big screen for us. Mm. So, uh, first thing, what's what's your favourite Iron Man movie out of all of them, including? Ooh. And I think we can include the Avengers and the rest of it. Like, yeah, I think anything you have to, that's Iron Man, you have to. Yeah, because they're they're huge character arcs mm. in those movies as well for him. So, the best best Iron Man performance in all those films. Oh, it's, it's tough. It like, is. It, it is. It's very tough. I was, I'm like, oh, what one? I, yeah. I, 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 not even sure. I, I guess mine. Um, I, I really like the uh, the Avengers. Mm. Like, I really like how he's this, the way that he's uh, was sort of putting together that team at the start. Like uh, after Iron Man, mm-hmm. um, he was aware of it, and then obviously wasn't. Was told, nah, you you're not good enough for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, for me, I, I loved his his performance in that. Um. As, but then you've also got Age of Ultron, like yeah, I don't know. It's it, really hard. And then it is in, very and then hard. Endgame as well. Like it's absolutely. very hard because the way he played it, he's matured through each movie and changed. Exactly. So he's built the character. So each movie, Has he's a different character. And it's it was constantly evolving. So, oh, how do you pick one? Yeah, yeah. Because they've just done so good in all of them. Yeah. Like, uh, and that that development that they've had for it, 
I'd I'd almost go for was it no not Winter Soldier Civil War no no hang on Winter Soldier Winter Soldier no no he wasn't in that uh, which was the one where where he faced off against Cap yeah it was it was Civil War wasn't Civil it Civil War yeah I, I think just like the outrage and the emotion that he had at the end of that movie where he fought off against Cap yeah and he knew that he knew they were both like the closest of friends and then you just saw this breakdown from him and this emotion that just built up through the entire movie from the start where you saw him in the past and he saw that he still carried something for his parents and then you saw at the end what it did to him I yeah this raw emotion yeah possibly that one uh, otherwise I'd just probably go it's either Age of Ultron or or Infinity War yeah because he yeah. like just his character and how he fought Infinity War against Thanos that was that was amazing yeah yeah that was uh, uh, the build up that they'd uh, and then the big boss like you know because even from Avengers like that that goes into his character development mm. as well like uh, from Avengers that New York attack I think he had a major um, oh, lesson learned in in the sense of you know, he couldn't privatise world peace. Yeah. Like, he couldn't be the saviour. He had to also, uh, I guess, look at other avenues. Like, and I think that's what brought on the whole civil war. You know, he was like, well, we all need to sort of be uh, put in check. But mm. that comes after Age of Ultron, after he tried to, you know, privatise that, that world peace. But yeah. he um, he couldn't couldn't quite do it. So he, um, yeah, I sort of uh, went went off and forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, it, it's easy to do that because he's evolved through every movie. Like even in the original Avengers movie, he he, he evolved to the point where he was willing to sacrifice himself by, yeah, by yeah. flying the nuke through the portal. And you hadn't kind of seen that level from Tony before that. He hadn't been willing to just, like, sacrifice himself fully for something he believed in, and then he did. Yeah, so yeah. I, it's an epic moment. Is it my favourite? Probably not, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, that's that's what I really love about that, and his, and mm. his part in it as well, is that sacrifice that he made. Like, yeah. he, uh, he took it upon himself to do it, and he only just survived it, and... Obviously, the character arc after that, like you got Iron Man three, where he was a nervous wreck mm, at that yeah. point in time. It was like, you know, sort of almost his weakest moment in the sense that it was really getting to him, and it was uh, starting to uh, starting to. I think what like, I'm looking for, like I'm, engulf him pretty yeah, much, like yeah, and was, just take just him take him over. Too much to be the Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Like there was too much responsibility. It. Yeah, and he he carried that all on his own shoulders. He, he he felt like he was responsible as as you said as the father. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, it, it broke him. Yeah, and you really see that in Iron Man three, and that's a part of that uh, that development that mm. I've loved so much. Like, and it shows. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, that's that's sort of my sort of favorite movie is the Avengers, where he he sacrifices himself for the for the greater yeah. greater good yeah, or yeah. for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, right. that's like the start of it. And 
It's it is hard. Like, like is. I said, like in, and then in, you've got Endgame where he actually in, does Infinity that. War and Endgame. He I shouldn't he, laugh at that. He played his character so well, like that. That there was so much emotion and a range of everything to the character by that stage that there was. I, I couldn't fault him. The, the people that keep going, it's like you know Robert Downey Jr. for an Academy Award. Hell yeah, because uh, it should. Like that's the thing. Like uh, in each movie, it's it's definitely the performance is so good, but really the Academy Award or the Oscar should go to <laughs> his entire performance as Iron Man. Like it's just all of it together, and he should just have the Oscar. They need a new category, right? Iron Man. New, yeah, ca- yeah, yeah. new category. <laughs> Best actor in a role over 10 years yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the best actor of all time for yeah. this character. Out of the way, yeah. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, Give yeah, it man. Move on, move on. <laughs> Hugh Jackman had it for a little while yeah. and now as Downey Jr., the RDJ. And uh, so, yeah, I guess, uh, so with that, yeah, so you, you can't quite pick your favourite I'm going to say my, my favourite were the, the two... Infinity War and Endgame. If I, if I can mash them together, because they were part one and part two of like the same ending, right? The, the, it was it was the ending of the whole thing. The two movies mashed together. That was my favorite. Yeah. If if I can mash them both together and say as as one movie, part one and part two mashed together is one movie, I'd say that's my favorite performance because it culminated everything that he's done up until that point. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're you're correct, but I'm gonna take it away and just say, <laughs> no, no, you can't mash them together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm on the fence, damn it. Now Thanos won that first one fair and square, and that's the end of the movie. That's it. Damn it. All right, Infinity that. War then. <laughs> it's Infinity War for me. Well, so you like the good guy losing, do you? Oh no, just like <laughs> from where they started, where he was, he was super confident. He was happy. Everything looked like it was going well for him. In a snap, it just changed. Well, not that snap, but as soon as they they arrived at Earth and he started talking to Doctor Strange and 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 Banner was back and all these events started unfolding and his entire world started kind of changing and potential for breakdown from that point was dramatic. So so from going from super happy, confident, like having the suddenly kid, right? having the dream of the kid. No, no in, yeah, yeah, dream yeah. of the kid. That's dream right. Dream of the kid hadn't right. actually happened yeah, at that point. No. Having a protege in, in Peter. And yeah, having some of that good life yeah, that he's... Yeah, everything yeah. seemed good. And then, like, within a matter of moments, they were suddenly in space, traveling to a different planet, fighting these random guys who were super powerful themselves, then standing up against this big bad that you were, like, knew was coming for years, but not prepared for it because it just been thrust upon you. Yeah, yeah. And then losing. And then after you lose... You're alive still, and then suddenly seeing everyone around you, like half of them turn to dust. Like, <laughs> half of them. It was only yeah, Nebula yeah. left, all of them, pretty much. So the, that entire movie, just like from where it was at the beginning to where it ended, and all the emotions that he went through during that as well, it was just, yeah, I, I loved how how Tony traveled through that, and I loved how Robert Downey Jr. actually acted. Yeah, and that is well. something I won't argue against. That is for sure. That is, yeah, you're spot on with that. I mean, uh, yeah, and it, it comes down to personal preference too. Like, uh, for sure. mine's just Avengers because that's where he, he sort of mm. uh, took it on. Yours, yours is uh, is the I like the journey where, where the, yeah yeah the, the yeah. 
Oh, it's how, all about how the he journey. became what he was at the end of the journey. I liked it. Peace be to journey. Well, except for Iron Man. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what's your uh, your favorite Iron Man moment? Now, obviously, uh, we've already just gone over a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. you know, there's so it many to emerges. choose from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's so many to choose from. I mean, yeah. I was thinking about a particular favorite Iron Man moment. I mean, in terms of a moment, maybe some of the funniest stuff that he's done, like uh, some of the funny scenes that he's done, like, uh, you know, again, bringing it back to uh, uh, Avengers because that's seeming to Mm. be my favorite, fan favorite at the moment. (laughs) Uh, Shakespeare in the park. Like uh, when he when he takes uh, Thor comes down, takes Loki off the uh, off the ship. And then uh, they're, you know, Lucky and Thor have their little thing. And then Iron Man comes along. Now you listen here, brother. I'm listening. <laughs> Smart ass. And then, um, you know, and then he, he knocks Thor down and then he comes down and he's like, you don't know what you're dealing with. And he's like, uh, Shakespeare in the park. <laughs> Does mother know you're taking her dress? Like uh, wearing her dress, I love that bit. I, I thought that was just a typical, classic, dark, smartass. Yeah, you know, very witty, but yeah, in a uh, in a also a serious moment as well. Yeah, uh, I I really enjoyed that. Uh, I I laughed again when I watched it uh, the other day. <laughs> Good moment. You're right. I, I that was probably one of my favourite moments because suddenly, like you said, the Trinity appeared together. Yeah, yeah, for first the first time. time. Yeah, it was. You know, I hadn't even thought about that until... No, that like, that, that's that's why it's probably my favourite, like, Iron Man moment, because it's suddenly this, the potential in one scene, you see all these massive characters together, and he's like, oh my god. Yeah, first just, time Just have a nerdgasm, and yeah. like, even just, getting, I'm what, getting goosebumps. What is that, nerd tears coming oh, down? Just it was like, so good. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that's probably my favourite Iron Man moment as well. Yeah, yeah. B- because of that. Um, Put the hammer down. But there are some really good moments, like oh. even where, even the fight scenes. Going back to Infinity War, the fight scenes where he has the nanotech stuff, and he's just like, he, he's unleashing it all on Thanos, and he's doing all this, like all these smart maneuvers. Like he kicks Thanos, and then the nanotech turns into a vice that holds his glove down, and, yeah. and like pins Thanos to the ground, and it's just ah. Oh. All, all the, all the little things in that fight were just amazing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and just like, uh, like you said, that tactical uh, th- sort of, he put a put that thing on the glove, yeah. closed it down, and then uh, not just that, got his other leg to close down like as a big clamp on the ground. Exactly. So he couldn't move. He couldn't close his hands. To just, just, pause, uh, just it, smack Thanos straight yeah. into the rock. And, and that's why I loved that fight because you saw that it's like. His intelligence was coming out there. He was thinking the fight through as he was doing it, like uh, even planning ahead. It was like a chess game. Yeah. And it was like, what moves am I going to do that can incapacitate him and give me an advantage? You know, and if if Thanos wasn't this almost indestructible titan, he would have. He would have. He would have won, right? But yeah, um, he was the only one that drew blood. So he, he, you know, he is. Give yeah. him credit for that. Oh, but, huge um, credit. Huge yeah. credit. Hell, Thanos gave him credit, right? He but, did, um, actually. He did. I hope they remember yeah. you. But, yeah, my, my favourite is definitely the first Avengers movie because having having 
the family come together in that scene and then the holy from, trinity from there yeah it was it was a journey for all of them together and, and it went over multiple movies but like the whole thing that's where it started yeah that, that's yeah. where it started for the group um if if i was yeah i think i think that's why it's my favorite iron man moment if i, was, I mean obviously there's so many i can't just say yeah. that that I'm just going with that one as one of my yeah. favorites. I should say is it has one to be, of <laughs> yeah one of the favorites. It that I think a solo Iron Man moment in like a solo Iron Man movie. It had to be where he first perfected his armor, and he flew out to Afghanistan and decided to just destroy the camp where where he like where his legacy started. And, yeah, and he yeah. went out and took out the tank and like it. It was a display of of what the armor could do you know tanks are shooting at him shrugs it off he's destroying everything yeah um that that's probably one of my favorite solo iron man moments because you finally saw what he's capable of yeah yeah and it just escalates from there from movie to movie so yeah that's it and then you you know you've also got uh his his birthday party i think what's that iron man 2 yeah yeah, yeah. His, his whole you know where sort of breakdown there <laughs> where he's like you his know, first uh, breakdown yeah 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 that's it that was uh he was almost gonna die there too yep, yep. um but yeah like that that's also another big part as well like i love that uh that whole that whole scene where he's just in party mode he's just like stuff it i'm mm. just gonna enjoy while i got it you know while i'm here yeah just showing off the yep. suit to some of the blondies there why wouldn't you right yeah why wouldn't you but uh yeah that's uh, so many uh so many moments to choose from that i, I probably can't even remember all of them that yeah, I we, we could go really, all, all really day enjoy. about each moment yeah yeah that's it all right so uh, i mean the moments some of those moments uh, really good and mostly due to or, the music and the music that they put forward. Like I think John Favreau, when he first yeah mm-hmm. first was laying down some of the music for it, like they did so good with ACDC. I think they picked the perfect tracks to bring Iron Man in for. Like I, I think it's a huge part of it when uh, when you have all that that emotion and stuff going on when he comes in to all the uh all the events and then that music just sort of hits it off yeah like, that's that's pretty cool i uh, i love that i love it i reckon they just did a so totes for picking the music you did yeah good. The, the actual music soundtrack was pretty cool i thought you were going to talk about the score though the backing soundtrack and and the moments that that came up like orchestra moments and bits and pieces you oh, know you know pro- it's all, the proper it's score yeah so i was yeah, gonna yeah. say like i have read and I, I do do acknowledge that the score from earlier marvel movies wasn't quite as it wasn't quite as there yeah so like star wars and bits and pieces like that the music is forefront oh. you know it's there <laughs> it's, it's back in every scene like john williams yeah oh, he was the master right yeah. the master but um marvel i think it, it built up for each movie and the backing score, so like, I think the more recent Avengers movies and, and like the Captain America Civil War bits and pieces, like the music from those was louder potentially. I'm not sure you knew it was there though. Yeah. And and the the Avengers theme, like it, I couldn't I couldn't hum it to you right now. But every time I hear it, <laughs> every time I hear and, you it, you know, at, at the, now, the right? first two seconds comes on and you're just like, ah, oh, yeah, know exactly, that. yeah. yeah. 
They and you're right. They, they those those orchestra moments that they did mm. do definitely uh, got better. You know, as they went along, and so Infinity War, Endgame, definitely uh, they they ramped that up in terms of quality. And, yeah. Um, what is wrong with me though? I'm crazy. I every time the music comes on for the characters, so each character has their own sort of theme. It changes. Yeah. Yeah. But I could not remember until it's played. Yeah. And then when yeah. it's played, I'm like. I know it straight away. It's it's yeah, insane. Yeah, that's that's Captain America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, uh, see, I'm I not don't know sure. if that's a good or a bad thing. But oh. like, I recognize it immediately. So they've done a good job in that. But why can't I remember now? <laughs> uh, because we are just not that good. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> we are just not that good. So uh, the music, hands down, yeah. I think was you know brilliant in terms of the song choices mm. that they picked for specific iron man and yep. then obviously the uh the orchestra yeah they mix the mix both that well they've got later on mix uh, both well and they managed to juggle like proper proper rock music yeah. and stuff like that into the into the movie without disrupting the the background score and stuff as well they they did a really good job yeah i, I should uh start uh, looking up who actually was a part of that so i can uh yeah, just find out some of their stuff and follow them a little bit mm. because they did awesome. Just like, uh, you know, if not as as good, I won't say better because John Williams, the Star, <laughs> Star Wars, did an awesome job. But, um, yeah, definitely as good as big John call. Williams. It's which, a big and call. that's right. He's a legend, right? John Williams is a legend in that, in that term. So... Um, Different sort of movie. Who, who knows? I don't even know if he did this. He might yeah. have done this, or no, uh, I, I, he's, don't think, yeah, he I think he's no. kicking on a little <laughs> bit. But <laughs> all right, so uh, the music, brilliant. Uh, all right, Iron Man. Obviously, the uh, the big thing for mm. Iron Man is his suit ups. The what's what's your favorite? The best suit up scene for Iron Man for you? Ooh. I mean, yeah, there's there's quite a few of them. I mean, you got Iron Man, uh, what is it, Iron Man 3, where he de- develops the, the all the different parts so they they can go all separate mm. and join him, you know, and they, I think they, they had a bit of fun with that in that movie where uh, they had all the parts flying around from everywhere, you know, joining up to him, almost like Thor's hammer. He's waiting for it and it doesn't come. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. is it? Uh, just give me a second. Just give me a second. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, and then, I mean, my favorite, my favorite one uh, is, again, going to be bringing it back to Avengers. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just going to, let's just talk about Avengers. Anyway, that scene where he comes back from fixing the, uh, uh, to power up the Stark Tower on the natural energy and comes out uh, out of the water, he flies back and then because uh, Phil Coulson's coming in mm. to give him the file about the Avengers and what's happening there and as he comes down on top of the, the Stark platform at the top of the building and he just starts walking in and the machine, the floor just starts, you know, pulling out underneath him and just starts taking bit by bit off of him. Damn, and so just just the swagger uh, as he's just walking through, so just so when, naturally. When he said best so, suit, suit up moment, I was I like, guess, I guess that's that a is suit a down. suit down. <laughs> but I was going to... But gonna, I love that swagger, though. Yeah. Just coming into it. Yeah. I was going to say, because like... Maybe a, 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 I was going to say, if we, can say <laughs> if we can say suit downs, because that's what I was going to ask, because... When he flies and does the same thing, but Loki's there. <laughs> that was my favorite because he just saunters in, just like de suits, and then 
like speaks to Loki with a with a glass of whiskey or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Calm as, and that, that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Suit down moment, but suit up moment. Oh. <laughs> That was, uh, yeah, I got that wrong. I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love the swagger as he's coming in. Just, uh, yeah. you know, I'm actually out. I'm actually out, by the way. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what he's saying on mm. the phone. But, yeah, just all that swagger as he's So, suit down. So, suit up. Yeah. I mean, uh, comes to mind, the nanotech is, is obviously just brilliant in the way that it just wraps around. Oh, that, that um, first scene of the nanotech in Infinity War. Was that the first scene where you saw the nanotech? Uh, yeah, yeah, when you see Iron so. Man, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's just in there in standard street clothing, takes off his glasses, and he's just transforming there. Like, cool, cool as a cucumber, just, you know, there, there's a threat in front of me, I'll suit up. Yeah, the, whatever. You know, a beast as big as Hulk <laughs> yeah. just coming, coming towards him. Some, some like, you know... Aliens down there from some other planet. He's like, eh, whatever. I'll, yeah, I'll take yeah. this on. Okay. Just and glasses off. I mean, I don't mm. know where those glasses went, but you know, they uh, oh, they're, they're know. nanotech. As I was well. going to say, <laughs> if you can have a suit that like comes out of somewhere and then and engulfs you, I'm why sure not you can make ha- your you sunglasses? Can, you can have like a little sunglass holder well. somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's. You know, got the uh, didn't think of the sunnies being part of nanotech. That's that's interesting that's, because that's you know what I automatically assume. because I think they're the same. Where did they go? They're the same sunnies we see in the Spider-Man trailer, right? Yeah, I think they're the same sunnies. I should no, look, I should look nah, into that. They're definitely no, not different. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I thought they were a bit more sunnyish, like like uh, not so much the uh, the full Clark Kent. Style. Note to self. Check out the trailer and then compare it to Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so best suit up moment. Uh, you've got the Infinity War one. That's that's going to be my favourite. I like, uh, I just, yeah, I love that. Pull the uh, the little cords or whatever, comes up, and then the big gun's coming out and just poof, knocks the big guy back. Yeah. That'll be mine. And then the suit down is obviously the uh, the swaggering. I have to say, my, my favourite suit up moment. It's got to be the original, where he's got all these little robots around, like they're they turn the screws and the bolts. Yeah, and yeah. Everything, <laughs> everything's going through its test cycle. So you see an event open up, and it's the first time we see him suited up properly in like the the Mark Four, I think was it, or is it Mark Three? That's I like... reckon that's Mark Three. I reckon Rhodey takes Mark Four. Mm, okay, possibly. But um, that's the first time we see like every, everything, like the complexity of it, and like how he has to get into it yeah. in the first place. And then, obviously, as the movies go, he streamlines how how it attaches to him and, and connects up. And then it comes flying at him yeah. and whatever else. But, yeah, the first time when you see that he's pretty much just in a metal coffin and he's screwed into it, but how complex it is at the same time and how many moving parts and still he manages to know fight and move and it's that that's my favorite suit up moment yeah yeah the original mm. i mean it, i was uh i remember watching it like uh, uh maybe a couple of weeks ago and uh just refreshing going over it. every from time to time i'll watch these <laughs> things again and um it felt like it was taking forever it was like uh hurry up and just suit up already yeah. where's the <laughs> nanotech on this shit uh, yeah. come on now Exactly, like I said, uh, like the acting and like the Back character, in his suits evolved so much. 
so yeah. much, but yeah. Back in 2008, nuts and bolts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do I hold this together? Not with nanotech. I'll just stick a bolt in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. She'll be right. No vibranium in those days. I was going to say World War Two, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Cap's shield. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> and, and so... All right, so that that's the uh, the suit up. Mm. So I mean, there's obviously all of them are good, but uh, they they'll be my favourite anyway. Yeah. The um, so who so going in, obviously the Iron Man uh, was was excellent, portrayed by RDJ, awesome. Who else do you reckon might have been able to pull <laughs> that off? Like who else could have pulled it off? I mean, RDJ just has done an absolute awesome job with it mm. that uh you can't see like anyone else playing oh, no, that no, role at this stage because it's it's you know 11 years later he's the only one that ever played it like you it's look at, so hard to even imagine it you, you look at like batman and superman you've had so many actors go through those characters that you're like yeah, yeah i can imagine so blah 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 you know yeah but rdj has been the only one to wear it and he's like oh no i I don't know. I don't know if I want to and think of anyone that's, that's else. That's why in the I role. wanted to actually put this question yeah. in because it it is it is that important mm. of of uh, of that connection between the character and the actual actor. Like they've just, it was like he was born for this. <laughs> it was uh, and all the all the stuff that he's gone through. Yeah. It, it has just made him into uh, into Iron Man. I don't see him playing any other character after this. I mean, he could really retire anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but but that, that's why I wanted to put the question in, because who else could you see? I mean, could you imagine a, a George Clooney pulling this off? No, like, no, not, no not Clooney. No. Yeah, right. Ha- doesn't doesn't have the right feel to it. No. I, I have heard of Tom Cruise bandied about it. Like they, they thought of him initially um, as one of the potentials. And even, even when I first heard that room, I'm just like, nah. No, nah, nah. Yeah. There's just something, um, there's something too intense about Tom Cruise that I don't think he'd be able to do that mellow kind of laid the witty, back and witty yeah. playboy sort of thing. Yeah, too Clo- too serious. Yeah, Clooney is probably the opposite side where I can't see him balancing the the laid back playboy thing with the other intense side, but. He could have potentially done it, seen that sort of range. I just reckon he's too grey. Oh, yeah. But then uh, one I do like is, uh, is or possible, is like either like a John Hamm or um, a Michael Fassbender. John Hamm. John Hamm, Madman. Uh, mm. He's uh, in, mm. you know, the movie Tag as well with the... Hmm. Nah, not sure. No, or, no, no it still hasn't. Through. All right. Um, they're they're the main two. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, uh, yeah. If you if you see him, I'll see if I could bring him up. I'll see if I could bring him up for you. Michael Fassbender. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't. He's definitely got the intensity, oh, and yeah. I reckon he's got the. Uh, he he could have that witty, witty stuff oh, to maybe, him as maybe. well. Um. So that's John Han there. So I mean, I reckon he he could have played it. Uh, I reckon he's got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I and and watching his wittiness in Mad Men as mm. well, like he's. Uh, but you know, you know like that's I, that's I'd the only probably, one I I'd could probably think. go like he, he could be a good runner-up actually. Yeah. I reckon he, he would have done well. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Nah. Just com- like too 
too old for the role, even 10 years could ago. Could be. Yeah, yeah, like, could be. I think I first saw him, was he in uh, Supernatural as the dad? I'm not sure on Supernatural. I just, I know him from the comedian yeah. in The Watchmen. And he, he, uh, yeah, possibility. Yeah. Like, I think, I think he looks too old for the part. I might be being ageist there, but like when, <laughs> when Arty, that's, oh, a yeah. that's a new one. It's a new one. When Artie J came, first came in, he, he looked, he looked like a, a fairly young playboy billionaire. And I don't think, um, yeah, I mean, they do say there was like a, he was at some sort of press conference or uh, actually, I don't think he was there staying, but they were saying the youngest playboy or yeah. you know, billionaire or whatever in that. So yeah, maybe you're right, but yeah, uh, I mean, obviously he's, he's just done that good of a job to the point where it is so hard to even think of anyone else that might've been able to pull that off yeah i agree like fast bender as i said i nah after seeing seeing how he plays magneto i think he's, he's the one who plays magneto yes. at the moment yeah yeah i wouldn't want to see him as as iron man yeah after seeing him as magneto yeah <laughs> like i suppose it's the role but i think that's kind of ruined it for me yeah 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 i reckon he could have played it off until Maybe. 20th century fox and they bought that and they yeah. tried to, to put it <laughs> together and then it's fuck that's anyway. the multiverse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Iron Man one. It was Magneto the other. What's happening? Uh, let's go. Uh, so then, all right. So uh, we no one else can play Iron Man like our DJ. So let's just put that in the the coffin right now. Boom, done. Uh, no one else can play it like he does. And uh, so there was a big big saga that happened at, after Iron Man. The first Iron Man. Obviously, this is uh, all about Iron Man. So, we're going to go with the whole Terrence Howard saga Mm. on that side of it. Him as, uh, uh, you know, because it was actually... Now, this is just going on some of the news articles that I've seen and stuff. But Terrence Howard was actually the main one to get RDJ the job. Did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, Terrence Howard was actually the first actor... (laughs) The who, one in Captain America. Who yeah. was cast in Iron Man. Oh, no, in no. Iron Man. Yeah, Terrence Howard oh, is no, no, the no, no. first yep, yep. roadie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was actually cast first before Iron Man was, and then he helped get RDJ yep. the job, uh, is, is the words going around. And then after the first Iron Man, he ended up getting canned. Excuse me. And then... Um, yeah, he, he, RDJ took some of the money. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> it's apparently the rumour. I was like, far out, so, man, RDJ, you, yeah. you did so good. I, I was, I was a, never a massive... A dog move. <laughs> never a massive fan of him in the first Iron Man movie. I, I, I thought he played the role okay, but I, I don't know, there was something I didn't like about him fully. Like I couldn't connect with him. I, I agree. Like, and, uh, and, I, yeah, I agree. And yeah. then, like... You know, after after hearing about the saga and if there's rumours floating about that he got RDJ the job in the first place, the rumours probably came from him, from <laughs> what, what I've heard. Like, he seems that sort of guy. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of happy. And I don't think it it affected the movies or the universe in any way them to to switch over yeah i I think they handled it uh as well as they could 
Um, in saying that, he did have a, a three movie contract mm. like Howard did, um, and then uh, got got uh, got blacklisted from that. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think there was obviously a few more complications in terms of uh, the whole, you know, working with the actor, Marvel Studios, apparently Marvel Studios is also hard to deal with. But uh, and yet there's there's RDJ and and Chris Evans, everyone who's dealt with them for so many years and had no problems. So yeah, 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 that's it. You know, you, oh, well, you gotta... even the whole the whole group really, yeah. they've they've become a, a tight knit family. Oh no, RDJ uh... buying Chris Evans that fancy vintage car and what like... is this? <laughs> oh, you have not heard <laughs> no, of that. No. Oh, RDJ bought Chris Evans a uh, uh, some vintage car like custom custom decals and everything and there's a captain america symbol on the on the middle of the steering wheel it's <laughs> amazing cool. like expensive like ass it. car like, but yeah yeah it but, kind of mirrors mirrors tony stark in that way was, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah all right totally I, yeah. That, I love that because uh rdj also is the one that got uh or helped get chris evans on board with the with the whole captain america thing mm. so yeah, he uh, he had a lot to do with that. It's funny how like you know you have the the Howard who sort of I think he he would have helped get RDJ the job, sort of push that along, and then he gets out and then RDJ takes over the uh, takes over the mantle of getting people in and and uh, moving it. Oh yeah, nice, nice. He's just showing me on the phone. <laughs> The uh the the decal on the, it, on the steering wheel. It's pretty that awesome. Is, uh, that's gold. That's gold. So then uh, you know, all right. So I mean, that was just a little bit that uh, I just wanted to talk about with RDJ being Iron Man and that whole saga. So who has the uh, the best on screen chemistry with with Iron Man with with the big one I with have, the father? I've got to say Evans. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, that they. As I said, if their friendship goes off screen as well, and they like on screen, they seem to work so well with each other. Like that, there feels like there's proper emotions back and forth. And it, at no point during the movies do I look at Chris Evans and go, "You're not Captain America." I'm like, "You're definitely Captain America." RDJ, I'm like, "You're definitely Iron Man." Thor, Thor's pretty awesome, but he's evolved better in his dynamic with like, with uh with Tony Stark as you went by. So I reckon I reckon Chris Evans for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, uh, I I will agree with that. I um, you know, just I was thinking maybe Pepper Potts and mm. they seem to have a really good relationship on oh, screen yeah, like yeah. in the way that they bring their their sort of uh unique relationship in the in, mm. on screen has they've really portrayed that well. They work together. I love that chemistry that they do have, but you know, when you bring in Civil War mm. um, and you start talking about that and the chemistry between, you know, the, like you were saying earlier, the raw emotion that Downey oh, yeah. brought and Chris Evans, you know, doing doing the job as he did, you know, being that loyal character to an old friend and, uh, yeah, yeah, that raw emotion on his side of it as well. Yeah. And the chemistry between them two, I mean, they set it up from the start, from the first Avengers, they set up, this uh i guess this this battle between the two um you know you you're just a lab experiment everything special from you came from a bottle you prick <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like <laughs> uh, that, like 
yeah, you the chemistry between them, yeah, I'll I'll have to agree on that. That they just did it so well, and the and I think that's probably a part of it, right? Like them being best friends. Yeah, like, I was gonna say like any good actor, good friends, any good actor, they can fake it on screen and make it look like there's something there, but it doesn't it doesn't always connect with everyone. But when they're proper mates and you see that on screen, you kind of you kind of feel that emotion coming through. And then for them to do stuff like Civil War where it, it's just reversed, where you, you've gotten so used to them having this amazing friendship, it feels like it's coming through, you, you're associating with it, you're like, yeah, I like this. And then it's reversed and they're able to act that out as well. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't give it to anyone else. Like, there's been some other ones, as, as you said, Pepper Potts. Yeah, yeah, somewhat. But I, I never got the... It was probably more from Rob Downey Jr. than I got from, from yeah, What's yeah. Her Face. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> See? What's um, her face? <laughs> Favreau was as happy, you know. He, he was cool, but there wasn't that. He just, he just seemed like a, a, a good and kind of long-standing servant sort of person to, to Tony in a way, like, friends yeah but nothing like it looked like for cap and and yeah Iron Man. yeah it's like uh i get they did get a lot more screen time together so you know like evans and yeah and and uh junior so yeah but also you know ruffalo as well like i love that in uh oh, the science um, brothers yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right the uh the whole avenger i love it where he, he just uh that whole part where he sticks him <laughs> in Avengers, like when he's first on that ship, and they go through, and he sticks yeah. it, and that looks back and waiting for him to turn green. That's that's awesome. But then the uh, you know the the way that they work together as well mm. in that um, yeah. you know was also yeah another thing. And that they they go on you know a, a little bit later as well and have their their moments together yeah, at the true. start of Infinity War. You know, as soon as Bruce Banner's back, he uh, that's where. You know, you know, or Ruffalo's back. They Junior sort of just goes, "Oh, this is serious." You know, you like they have that chemistry that sort of really makes you feel like really understood each other. Mm. Yeah, they weren't going to be, you know, uh, playing around with it, sort of thing. But then again, you could say Iron Man and, and Ultron because they'll they'll basically. Father and son, right? Yeah. <laughs> the the yeah, dynamic did, there was interesting. He did give but, birth. He yeah. did give birth. And, and a whole bunch of personality traits of Tony's were in there as well. But yeah, a- actual physical actors on on the same scene and stuff the with The chemistry him. between the actors. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Evans and RDJ. Can't go past it. Nah, you definitely can't. So the... Uh, and then with the chemistry, who do you reckon is the uh, the best villain for Iron Man, I mean, I don't know whether you include some of the uh, some of the you know Ultron. Would mm. you you know say clearly he is the enemy of Iron Man? But do we put the enemy of Iron Man just in the three movies yeah. standalone movies, or do you go with adding some of oh, those ones so, from so intertwined? Because that... yeah, yeah, it is right. Like yeah. Thanos, like you were saying, that moment where they're fa- fa- oh, well, battling yeah, each he, other is he'd so been deep. Planning for Thanos for so long, he he had vision during Ultron that some something was going to happen, 
and then it happened and he wasn't like it wasn't on his terms he wasn't prepared so oh it's hard because thanos was just such a bloody good villain i i i I really i really loved how they did that but he was he stole the screen like uh when he was on yeah you just you couldn't help but just 110 percent attention on everything that he said yeah no so I, i think you can't have to split it the the avengers villains even though there were iron man's you'd have to almost go yeah this is my favorite avengers villain versus this is my favorite villain of iron man yeah and um and if you split up like that i'd i'd have to could you say cap Cap is my favorite <laughs> favorite Iron Man villain. Oh, that's cold. Uh, except that was a Captain America movie. So, uh, no, um, the Mandarin. I, I I reckon I'd go there. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, yeah n- number I was three. Like, not um, expecting that. <laughs> like Iron Monger in the first one didn't have like wasn't wasn't that big a fan. It was just like, yeah. I'm Ben, you've built something bigger, and then it was kind of, I don't know, anticlimactic in a way, but I still like that Iron Man kicked his ass. It's a bit of a tactical, yeah. uh, you know, he didn't overpower him and just... Yeah, it was like less, it was it was like um, he used his intelligence again, right? Lessons that he learned along the way to building his suit, he realised that the Iron Monger probably hadn't learnt them, and then it proved to be the case for him, so it was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, who else? Whiplash. I wasn't a big fan of him. No? I wasn't, no. Like, I was, I was going to say Whiplash. Yeah. I like, I like Whiplash. Like, uh, I like that whole, the whole, the way that they tied it in with his father hmm. and just sort of, it. it's almost like, uh, you know, uh, props to Black Panther, but they almost did the same thing, hmm. you know, like, uh, yeah. in in terms of, of Whiplash and the sun coming back to to yeah. to haunt the legacy i guess yeah i the I, mistakes of the father yeah. show whatever the I, I didn't feel like he was villain enough to like front up against iron man and i think except for iron man's like issues during that movie maybe he's his he's his own best villain like but when he was break like it felt like if he hadn't been break down having issues himself during that movie like Whiplash would have been no sort of issue for him. Uh, yeah, and and like again, if whip, you would whip, have just killed yourself. Yeah. Thanos wouldn't have even come here. Yeah. Earth would have lived on. Whiplash was wasn't even. You're your worst own enemy. Much of a threat. He was put down pretty quick with his like suitcase armor. Right. As soon as RDJ like as soon as Tony got the armor on, true. Whiplash had no chance really, and it was just pretty much his threat against other people that was causing him issues and then once they took him on at the end of the movie didn't really seem to pose much of a threat to him and uh he was uh i don't know he he was pretty much sort of you know he was owning him until the point of um you know as soon as he obviously got close enough Mm. um that that scene in that movie though with him and war machine like back to back against all those drones that was pretty amazing it was. was pretty yeah, amazing yeah. that one, but um, yeah, I gotta get the high ground. No, you know <laughs> this is this is the death box. Yeah, uh, no, that that was cool, but um, yeah, yeah, no Mandarin because I reckon like 
no one knew who the villain was initially. Like, you assumed it was this one guy who was appearing on the propaganda. That was, like, taken taken away from you. Like, who the hell? And, and someone had orchestrated stuff where, you know, Tony's house gets destroyed. Oh, that, that was, that it was seemed a, to be a lot more personal. Yeah, um, th- th- it was a lot personal, but also done in a way where Tony didn't know home. who he was... He was fighting against and then he was being tracked every step of the way as well like whoever was planning it was obviously targeting tony specifically but um they did it really well and cleverly and really intelligently and yeah they did they did because there's another point to that as well because in in uh like how they they brought the Mandarin to do that, like you said, target Tony. Mm. And I, I really appreciate that because, or that comment, because in Whiplash, uh, well, with Whiplash, there was that after Monaco, they had this scene in the jail cell, like down... With Hammer? Uh, no, 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 in oh, the jail yeah, cell. Yeah. Just just, just Stark and, and um, oh, well, Whiplash. <laughs> I forgot the uh, actual character's name. Where he was like, oh, well, now people have seen you uh, bleed. And if you, uh, you know, I can't remember the exact quote, but, you know, it's pretty much saying if you uh, make a god bleed, the sharks will come, mm. right? And then in number three, it was Mandarin coming yeah. because they saw that Iron Man could be. Or was bleeding, right? Yeah, like, he was Whiplash, infallible, right? So Whiplash uh, took it to him. Like, True. And, uh, I hadn't seen that bit. Yeah, that so that that whole tie-in together, I think, uh, you know, was just a very good... Like, again, the way that they've tied that in together, even that comment, and then thrown it in... I don't know whether they did it on purpose or not, but they, it feels like they threw it into the next movie with number three and we're able to broaden it and actually mm. target and attack Tony in the sense that he was the God prophesizing, you know, world peace or privatizing that. And he was the man. And then, you know, you, you have, uh, the Mandarin come yeah. and get him after he's been shown to, uh, to have a weakness. Yeah. So for, for me, the Mandarin felt like a proper threat. Yeah. Like it almost, almost like a, a threat in the shadows that you couldn't quite pinpoint, which made him more dangerous in a way, and may may have prepared Tony for other villains coming along with the Avengers somewhat. But yeah, yeah, I I, I liked that he posed an actual threat. Whereas with Whiplash, I didn't feel like he posed that much of a threat to Iron Man once he was yeah he was yeah. Up. And I I because I I haven't read the comics in that like I'm not a loyal fan to the Iron Man comics. I actually love how they did the Mandarin too. Mm. Instead of the, the, the rings and the magic and, and and having that side of it and the way that they've done it with a uh, a genetic experiment to, well, to with push that. that. I, I don't think... So that the, the rings and the magic, I, I think they may have been part of the cartoon series that was taken liberties of. I, I haven't read any comics either, but I think the Mandarin was somewhat different um it would be interesting yeah to yeah see. that's what i'm yeah. saying is like because in the comics and and all that the mandarin was completely mm. different to what you see like to what he ended yeah. up being like that, I, I really appreciate it, it it has the potential to like the mandarin from the comics it has the potential to still have someone come out and be that and like you might learn that iron man 3 he liked the name so he stole the name from this other villain in 
you know, Asia somewhere. And then the actual Mandarin comes out and faces off against whoever replaces there is Tony. A, right? There is the multiverse, right? Yeah. Anything is possible. True, true. But yeah. then, then again, there's also the potential for a new Iron Man at some stage. So yeah, or Iron yeah. Lady or I, I, someone. I, they better not. They better uh, not. Yeah. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Don't touch it. Yeah. Please. Please, let's enjoy this for uh, the next 11 years. Um, all right. Uh, the uh, I guess you know we've sort of hey, we've gone off on a uh, our screen just went blank there. We'll get it back. Um, Much like my brain during some of these actor conversations, I'm like, I can't remember who they are. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, just so oh, you know. There she is. Uh, that's what's her name. face? Yeah. Uh, that's her new nickname. So I mean, we've we've gone a little bit over a little bit over the funniest moments. You got uh, you got any other sort of funny bits in uh, that you remember off the top of your head that really sort of some of the funniest mm. moments with Iron Man and his smart oh, I don't know. little he's, wit he's that so, he has. So many witty comments, right? Yeah, yeah, right. I, uh, you you you've brought up. I've the, got a couple um, of examples yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you brought up the the embarrassing me in front of the wizards. That I love that lie. That was so good. Yeah, it was like yeah. Infinity War. Yeah, he's yeah, walking yeah. With Banner, <laughs> it's a, that's classic. He, like, he's trying to make like he wants Banner to turn into the Hulk, and yeah, he's not. And he's just like, oh god, dude, there's wizards here. Don't embarrass me. Yeah, but, yeah. And they, um, they did that so well. I love uh, whoever that. come up with that yeah. line is is absolute gold. Yeah, because he's just he's just he just met these these wizards, right? And and he just realizes magic and. And there's sorcerers and things, and he's just taking his stride. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So someone's <laughs> just popped out of a portal in front don't of me. Okay, embarrass me. He's <laughs> a new friend. So yeah. I want to get on the good side of it. Yeah. I want Doctor Strange to go to my kid's birthday party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine the balloon animals he could make. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nah, nah I, don't, I don't know. Like, what my favorite funniest moment yeah, is? There, um, there is so many. Think, there is so many. But that that's might be it. that's the tribute to it. Like yeah. they, they just uh, they've just done so so good. And I, I think uh, you know whether RDJ came mm. off with some of them off the cuff uh, would have been would have been nice to think about. But I love I do one of the funniest I think is uh, in Ultron where he's uh, they're attacking the base. They finally get the shield down. And then Iron Man comes in and he's just got a whole bunch of guys. He's floating in the air, whole bunch of guys in the room just shooting at him. Just, pe- oh, there's Iron Man. Yeah. And then he's just standing there just like, come on, guys. Come on. Hang on. Like, my suit's bulletproof. It would be like <laughs> shooting Superman. Like, you're just like, and what yet are people you still do it, right? Uh, yeah, so. yeah. And, and then he just, uh, all right. And then just takes them all down and he's like, oh, nice talk. Nice talk. Yeah. Actually, uh, I, I love that. You know, it's you know another guy. moment. Spider Man, the first the, the, the Spider Man movie, right, where Peter's in the car with him, and uh, he's <laughs> leaning over to open yeah, the door, yeah. and Peter's <laughs> gone in for a cuddle, and he's like, Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, we're not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. I'm just opening the door like, for yeah. you. <laughs> like, so, so many good yeah. moments. Uh, like that, they just pop out at you suddenly. You're like, Oh, that time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the wizard job. one is still one of my favourites. It is. It I'm going to stick with that for the time just being. Just that that witty witty comment. Yeah, there. yeah. Just uh, like like I said, he's just met these sorcerers. Aliens disappeared in front of him, and he's still cracking jokes. Yeah, it, it's good. That is good. And it, uh, like just the uh, 
I mean, Iron Man didn't come up with the the funny comment, but he's like, uh, Avengers. I'm going back to that always again. going back. I'm to coming it. back to that. Like I said, it's my one of my favorites. And then um, Iron Man's got to go out and sort out the engine, right? This is when Hawkeye yep. is coming to attack and uh, sort out the first engine failure. And he goes, oh, Cap, go over and check it out. And then he's in there trying to sort out the actual debris that's holding the engine. And he's like, oh, pull out the the fuse box. And (laughs) and he's like, all right, so what's going on? It seems to run on some form of electricity. (laughs) Like, it's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, so good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so many. You, You Really, just do yourself a favor and watch all the movies, will you? Multiple times. Just, just <laughs> yeah. go back. Yeah. Back to back and then just, just moment after again. moment. Really good. And so, I mean, look, we've gone over some of, a lot of the character development on it. But, um, you know, there's there's obviously so much that happens mm. over the, the past 11 years. You know, the, the, the billionaire playboy, uh, you know, from just all about having a good time and what's the what's the next stripper that i'm gonna uh, stripper supermodel stripper he's got a bit more class than that the next supermodel that i'm gonna sleep with you know yeah. uh, like uh, just from that to um to trying to still uh keep his the father legacy with the weapon side of it and privatizing the world peace yep. side of it to then you know, identifying as that world savior to, um, you know, trying to identify with that, trying to take care of, like, take that on and then sacrificing himself for the greater good to the point where, you know, he does that. Then you have this, this mental breakdown, which is the realization that obviously something else out there is, is coming, mm. which is the start of his obsession with Thanos to trying to that obsession then turns into trying to put that armor yeah. around the world where you don't have to be there. It should be able to defend turns itself. Into Ultron, right? Turns into Ultron, you know, to then, uh, realizing that we can't do this ourselves. We need to be governed or like there needs to be a world order, which brings the whole battle of, civil war to to the front to you know then uh i guess after that he he realizes that he needs to pass down the mantle you know and so then he becomes that mentor and that that father figure to to spider-man you know and um and tries to bring it like that that character development and to the obviously the the biggest point of his I'm I'm getting teary. Endgame, right? I'm getting yeah. teary here. Yeah, um, <laughs> Endgame like the he, sacrifice. Yeah, you know, just... because he, he's he's gone through that whole arc. He's he's decided. You know, I've got to focus on 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 what's important as well. So that's why he gets Peter and he's he's mentoring Peter, and then he sees himself as a potential parent. Endgame comes along. They've lost. He's decided. You know what? We've lost. I'll move on. Has a child, and then sacrifices everything for the child and his friends and to bring back obviously Peter as well. Just Yeah, it's... yeah. It's from this this playboy 
that's mm. just thinking about the next supermodel he's going to be with uh, to to that. Like, yeah. that, that, it's amazing. Like, uh, I think you they've opened it up to there's a new level of cinema acting in that. Like, uh, because could you imagine trying to get that story arc in two hours or three hours? Like, just that story arc, all of that. You just, it's not going to be done. Mm. It's not going to be done. And it, no. it won't be done in the way that this has been able to be portrayed across on the big screen. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I it, absolutely love it. Thank it, you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's, it's absolute gold. I love it. Yeah. No, that, I, I, he brought so much emotion to it as well. And, and just Endgame and, and Infinity War, there were parts in there that got me tearing up like it, oh, it was i was relating hard to to the character and him becoming a parent and then his sacrifices it was hitting me hard so oh, it he, cuts. yeah the, the whole arc and how he he went from this one who didn't give a damn about much apart from himself yeah to suddenly that it's and not even suddenly like that's that's it i think yeah. that's why it affected us so much is because i mean look i'm not normally an emotional person when it comes to a movie until i had kids and then anything to do with oh, the father oh no right yeah, yeah uh, like it just sort of cuts you but then we've we've just he's been in our lives for the past 10 years you know just building up to that and i i think that's that's what's affected us mm. the most it's like watching him grow up yeah into... we, we we lived all the all those character growth moments with him right we, we were there to to move through those experiences with him so we kind yeah of... i was a billionaire playboy yeah. at one stage <laughs> I, I was i was i was right there with him when he was finding the next supermodel to yeah to yeah t- <laughs> take home like yeah you know I was, I was relating hard with that but um <laughs> i was like yes who else are you gonna go <laughs> with <laughs> but yeah you you're you're following him through his entire journey and like watching the changes as they went and then saw the, the his his culminating moment at the end of endgame that yeah it's just it i don't know how to put it into words yeah yeah it's, I, I, there's uh, been it's a, an nothing, emotional yeah. ride <laughs> there's been nothing else where i've i've followed a character through such a emotional and character growth over so many movies yeah so it's unique to this experience i think yeah, it's awesome, awesome. I, I just wish he showed me his, uh, you know, or just showed Keep the PG, 50, buddy. The, yeah, the Fifty Shades of Grey room. Uh-huh, there. Right, <laughs> like this is his toy been... room. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah his toy room. You know it. Pretty you sure we saw it. that. Everybody wants. We to saw see that in it. Iron Man three, though, right? Where he opened up his toy room at the end, and all his toys came flying out to the rescue. So yeah, <laughs> different sort of toys. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that's it. At uh, one big orgy. Anyway, <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, so with all that, uh, we got to go over anything, any plot holes that you that you can sort of uh, think of in terms. I mean, there's there's always little things in each yeah. movie, right? There's always little things that, and that's why a movie can never be ten out of ten. You just can't have a movie ten out of ten because there's always little things that are just they're like a mist or there's just no other way around it and the only explanation you can have is just some coincidental sort of Mm. thing that just makes it work 
that's given. That's a given. I think oh, you should oh, have yes. a little bit of leeway yeah, for those yeah. things because, I mean, first off, we're dealing with freaking superheroes that aren't, you know, yeah, superheroes, sorcerers, this aliens. This is a like, fiction, right? so, you know. Is it a fiction or non-fiction? It's a, a, it's a fiction. Yeah, it's fiction, a fiction. Yeah. yeah, so this is a fiction movie, right? So, so you know, give a little bit of leeway here and there. Um, but any major plot holes in the story, especially like mm. when it comes to the character um, development of Iron Man, uh, possibly, I mean, the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head is the first movie, um, Iron Monger, and you've got Gwyneth Paltrow down the bottom, uh, that final sort of scene where, you know, she's going to... Uh, overload or blow the reactor yeah and you've got iron monger there iron man there and he's like it's gonna you know she's like it's gonna kill you as well and he's like just do it i mean he's sort of already making a sacrifice there but iron monger's gone and he's he's no effect no nothing and he's he's uh up up and up and about and he's what doing a conference press conference the next day yeah but he was really hungry so that was know. when he got back from the thing wasn't it oh yeah maybe maybe fair point yeah, okay yeah, damn yeah. uh oh good yeah i do oh. have you even watched the movie oh, no. <laughs> just got off the trailers <laughs> but... <laughs> no um oh Massive plot holes. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there, that's the only thing that I can. Yeah, there's always oh. a few small things here and there where yeah. you're just like, there always is. Always, always is. In even the best of movies. Um, not really. So, the the only two things that come to mind for me are his nanotech. Where the hell is he storing all those little nanites? Are they under his skin or are they in the are they in the thing? Like they engulf him, they created a full suit. A full pretty much impenetrable suit. And yet they're contained in a little arc reactor. Like that might be a plot hole, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, maybe. But I, I do like how when he was facing off against Thanos, you could see he was using up bits of the nanites. And it was disappearing. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't getting the back, so he had a finite amount. Yes. So I did like how, even though he would never be able to have a full suit in in the arc reactor that I can think of, unless it was under his skin or something, that that itself could be kind of cool. But um, awkward. <laughs> awkward. But um, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe, maybe it just moves with him. Who, who knows? Oh, turning me on now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, you know, small little inconsistencies like that, but they, as I said, they did work well showing how it did get depleted. The only other thing is maybe that in Endgame, how they used his gauntlet as the gauntlet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good... That's. But saying that, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't think of any. So... I mean, I guess, you know, the, uh, yeah, you, with the gauntlet, the mm. metal used for the original gauntlet. Yeah. Like, do we know what that is? Uh, that was, that I was mean, the same, right. same as it yeah, was yeah. using Mjolnir and yes, stuff, Yes, we right? know that. Um, what do they call it? 
Yeah, see, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, do a little bit of research. Google, <laughs> Google, tell me. That's it. But, uh, you know, it, I think because we don't know if that nanotech technology came from uh, Wakanda and mm-hmm. is vibranium. If that is the case, I think that we do have a plausible element that's going to be able to do what it needs to do in terms of the same functionality as the same material that was made from Milner and So I, I thought gauntlet. that maybe they, what I'm they needed that metal to I make the gauntlet in the first place. had to really place. concentrate yeah. to get that out. <laughs> I, I thought they needed that metal in the first place because it was super rare and super powerful to control the power of the stones. Like, obviously, we're, we're, we're going full-on spoilers here. Endgame, Thanos, <laughs> we Thanos sticks a gauntlet on at some stage. He's not overwhelmed by the power. Like, I don't think we covered the Iron Man data already, but no. Huh? <laughs> no. no? Oh, my God. Turn, turn off the feed. No, um, like... Thanos does get the gauntlet on at one stage, right? Has all the all the Infinity Stones. Yes, in it. he's ready to go, and he's able to control it. It doesn't overpower him like you do with the Hulk, right? Um, that that's actually something that they did miss, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. So he, but maybe maybe just need the metal for when you do the snap, so that you're able to control the immense power that's released with the snap, and maybe when you're just wearing the stones. It's not as bad, and Thanos is crazy strong and kind of awesome. But um, I don't know. That, yeah, that's that is it is uh that actually I do I do appreciate that yeah. as well. Like that is a good point. Like you know, uh, Hulk puts it on. Like when Thanos first put the Infinity Gauntlet, like even each stone, one stone. Mm. When he got the Power Stone, it was like. And and he remember, we're, we're talking about power. Thanos who hadn't experienced the stones at that point either. Yeah, so yeah. So he smacks the gauntlet on. Is able to use it, control the it. The Hulk does it, and he's like in. He's burned pain. up the whole time until he does a snap, right? Yeah, and then Thanos grabs it, and he's all good. Mm. And then Iron Man gets it, and he's all good as well. Saying that, you like do... he he takes the stones. He does that little, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, but see, swap. Iron Man's different. You can see. I've seen uh, a, I know, I know. a a screen <laughs> screen comparison of like when he's first gotten them on showing that he's got them, and then like a few seconds after it, it looks like his suit and body are burning up somewhat. Yeah, So yeah. there's obviously heaps of power, like with the Hulk going through he's, him. He's got the game face on. But he's got the suit, which would insulate him somewhat, so he's got a bit of time, because the nanites are probably coursing through his body, helping him, whereas a normal human would just Yeah, yeah. So, so Professor Hulk is a bitch, in other words. Yeah, he yeah, needs maybe. to man up a little bit and just go, I got this. However, there, there are theories that, like, when he's first put it on, he's already thinking about what he wants to do. And because he wants to bring back Black Widow, and that can't be done, it's like... Okay. He can't control that, because he's trying to force it to do something he can't do. But, um, that's off. That's a separate yeah, tangent because, yeah, yeah. but that that's the only plot hole sort of bit I can think of that jumped out at me most about the yeah, Iron Man stuff yeah. like there's, there's other small bits and pieces here and there yes definitely but there are that's probably the biggest one for me but I'm willing to forgive it because it was awesome <laughs> I love it it's forgiven it. it is it is uh, on my side as well alright so plot holes pretty much are none 
So probably heaps, go but whatever. And watch I, the movie. Yeah. They're little, like I said, it's uh, you're always going to get yeah. those little ones right that are just that could be explained by an absolute coincidence sort of thing. And I, I think you did bring up a, a good point, but the, it's, the, it's the only other plot hole is <laughs> you know. Rhodey's changed to a different person. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just all shrugged of, it all off. All of a like, sudden, he had like a, a face. Rhodey, you got on holidays. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You've changed. <laughs> yeah. Did you get more of a tan? <laughs> I think you did. Hey, it's... your voice has changed a bit. Yeah, what yeah. have you done? You take uh, did nah. you take out smoking? <laughs> uh, all right. Now, I think these, these next two uh, go... For me, I think, you know, a lot of emphasis is put on our DJ playing mm, Iron Man. Yeah. And it's, it's really good, but, you know, and he deserves a lot of, of the credit as well. But does he deserve as much as some of these other guys? And I'm talking about the directors and screenwriters. Like, the the directors, screenwriters, producers, those those guys that are pretty much coming up with the... The script and the story, you know, that, that you see on the screen. Like that, I think they deserve a hell of a lot more credit than what they, yeah, for sure. what they get. Especially screenwriters. I think they're, they're left in the dust and they're like not even recognised. Like yeah, some yeah. of these screenwriters that have done this should be household names. Yeah, right the, the screenwriters always don't get enough credit. Like all the writers in Hollywood. That's why there was that massive writer's strike ages back. Well, it wasn't even ages back, but... Like they won't get the recognition or the money that they deserved, um, but they did an amazing job. They very very good job. Directors, they're kind of heading up everything, including the writing and bits and pieces. So I can yeah, that, that's right. I can understand why that they're a bigger face. Yeah, you do um, see they do get a fair bit of credit yeah and kevin feige obviously deserves a hell of a lot he's he's overseeing i think he's the, the man you got to give him the most credit out of everything like pulling all this together yes you've seen what what warner brothers try to do with dc they're like i like that i'm gonna to try to do it failed miserably miserably failed <laughs> with with the dc universe so, um uh bits and pieces like uh the the monster universe now from universal they're trying to do that with godzilla and stuff i don't know and Sony's trying to do it with like the Spider-Man villains and whatever else that they yeah, still have access yeah. to. Yeah, like everyone's everyone's looking at the Marvel universe and like I want something like that. I want a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, uh, you know, and that's that's the tribute to these guys. Like on on this side of it, especially with Iron Man, mm. that uh, I like. Uh, Favreau deserves a huge piece of it as well yeah um and obviously you know kevin feige too like i think he's the one that is just so uh being able to put all the pieces together further along like he's looking at a much like he's they're doing he's iron man at the whole MCU. he's looking at avengers yeah. age of ultron He's like saying at that point in time, you guys can do your story. It looks cool. I like the sound of it. Yeah, but it has to have these elements. It? Yes, yeah, and yeah. it can't do this. And I mean, even Iron Man, like as we were talking about earlier, how like just little comments, mm. like uh, that whiplash comments about you know when you make a god bleed, the sharks yeah. will come. To then Iron Man three and Stark is getting mm. attacked, like. Got to give know, credit to I, the writers. I don't know for that, if I'd they say. like. I'm just gonna give them the props up for it anyway because it's 
they've just yeah like even if it wasn't meant to be used so many times (laughs) i've noticed like that they they grab things that they probably weren't supposed to be used later on or referred back to but they're like if we do it this way or if we write it this way we can say it's referred back to this point and it it looks like everything's connected yeah so they've they've done an amazing job how they they don't close off Mm. uh the ends really like they keep it all open so that things can be brought in later yeah and um yeah i i I just yeah for me i think uh you know we can give all the credit to the actors um but you know they do portray and i'm not i don't want to take away from that but god damn these directors and the screenwriters especially they should all be uh, put up there mm. and should be household names. So uh, Favreau, uh, Black, you know, Favreau Whedon. started it all, right? With he Iron did. Man. He was... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And got, that's... Whedon, you know, stepped in for Avengers. That was that was fun, good take on it. Set up the rest of the Avengers movies, right? But um, I love the Russo brothers, what, what they've done. Like, they, have, the end, they have a passion the for it. they've taken over... Yeah, they, they have a, such a passion for the content that yeah, they've just taken it another step further. Yeah, in, in the movies they've done, and it's just yeah, yeah and uh, it's you know strength the, to strength. The writers as well, you know, like uh, uh, Fergus, Mark mm. Fergus, uh, Hawk. Uh, uh, sorry if I pronounce this wrong. Osby. Osby Os- Os- sounds right. Osby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they they started with Iron Man. Mm. Um, you know, they they were there from the start with the screenwriters Justin Thorox, Thero, Thero, Thero. See, he knows. That's good. Sounds French. At least so someone knows. Thero. <laughs> but this is what I mean. These guys need to get the credit that they should because they've just done an awesome job. And then, like you said, the Russo brothers with mm. Christopher Marcos and Stephen McFeely. Like, uh, absolutely, they've done a brilliant job. Yeah. And, and uh, I've got to give them all credit for not being afraid to lose characters and, like, kill people off. Yes. Like, and push the limits. Make the like, hard really... decisions and, and kind of try to make make it feel like there's consequence in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I... Uh, yeah. I would have liked to have uh, seen know. a bit more I, of Quicksilver. I just but... don't want them to stuff that up with this whole multiverse. And, yeah, and I, that, I really hope that I they, am afraid they of that don't. a little bit, but um, we'll see. Because I, uh, yeah, but they props up. They mm. did an awesome job, all of them, and they deserve the credit that all the actors get. Really, I I really think so. For sure, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be hard to see anyone match Rob Downey Jr. in in the coming next phases of the MCU or, or like anywhere, really. It is an interesting concept. Like, who is going to bring that intense, the 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 wittiness, the, you know, just the charisma mm. that, that uh, he brought with Iron Man. Yep. And it all started with Iron Man. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll sign it off on that and... Uh, yeah, we'll get going to the barbecue, right? Sweet. I'm on. <laughs> All right, awesome. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you later. See you.